In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. My eyes are ever on the Lord, for he shall pluck my feet out of the snare. Look thou upon me, and have mercy on me, for I am alone and poor. Tradition has always seen the words of the introit of today's Mass as referring to the patriarch whom we speak, especially this time of year, the patriarch Joseph. These words of David can be referred back to him. We think of Joseph thrown in the pit by his brethren, and even more so than when he is sold into slavery, and even worse happens to him when he is thrown into prison in Egypt for being falsely accused of a, pro- of a crime, a terrible crime, when all he was doing was preserving his chastity. It is held up to us during this time of year in the middle of Lent as a plea for divine help, a trust in the Lord in the midst of the spiritual combat. Reflecting on the pit of our sins, we cast our eyes toward the Lord, knowing that if we trust only in him, he will deliver us. Throughout Lent, we are reminded that we must do battle against our threefold enemy, the world, the flesh, and the devil. On this Sunday in Lent, it is that third enemy which is emphasized the most. The devils truly are our foes in the spiritual combat. They do wish to work our eternal ruin. And their activity toward us may be considered threefold. What we see from today's gospel is that the idea of demonic possession has always been quite real. There is, as we see in the lives even of many of the saints, demonic obsession, where a demon does not come and can take control of a person's soul and dwell within them, but harasses them from without in a visible way. Our primary concern, for there can be no doubt that all of us are afflicted by the evil spirits in this way, is temptation. The countless evil spirits are always at work to tempt us to evil. And Almighty God permits this in order that our virtue may be tested and we may grow in meriting our eternal crown. With regard to engaging the evil spirits, we must shun all curiosity on this subject. It is not for any of the faithful to try and take on the evil spirits directly, speaking to them directly, attempting by your own voice and your own speech to bind evil spirits. Never has the Holy Church taught the faithful to do such a thing. Rather, Holy Mother Church places at the disposal of the faithful many prayers and even many objects and actions which can be used against the evil spirits. It is worth taking a moment then on this Sunday to review the Church's doctrine on sacramentals. 
We all understand, even if we don't quite remember the full teaching of the Church on this matter, that sacramental must be somehow related to the word sacraments. What we must recall is that in instituting the sacraments, Christ did not, and especially varies from sacrament to sacrament, and always determined the matter and form down to the slightest detail. It is clear enough with a sacrament like baptism, where really nothing can be changed with regard to the matter or to the words. Some other sacraments, however, our Lord left more discretion to his church, and even with the sacraments such as baptism, he is, it was always permitted to the church to surround that ceremony with other sacred ceremonies, allowing to his church which rites would be suitable in the administration of the sacraments he instituted. That is the first indication of the word sacramentalia, sacramentals. The object of such sacramentals, and these are the highest ones, the ones related to the administration of the sacraments, is to manifest due respect to the sacrament and to secure the sanctification of the faithful. Looking at such ceremonies with regard to the sacraments themselves, we may note certain ceremonies that have been there from the beginning, such as the priest during the offertory mingling a small amount of water with the wine to be consecrated, using a threefold effusion or immersion for baptism, and so on. We may go even farther in considering the different vestments that are worn by the sacred ministers in their administration of the sacraments and also all of their sacred actions, the posture, genuflections, prostrations, and even, in a larger sense, things such as the sacred chant, the Gregorian chant, as we consider especially today on this Sunday when we commemorate St. Gregory. We may add as well that other ceremonies such as blessings, the use of candles, incense, all of these things enhance the dignity of the sacraments and especially the celebration of the holy sacrifice and arouse the piety of the faithful. But apart even from all these sacred ceremonies related directly to the sacraments, we can maybe continue to use the word sacramental with regard to other ceremonies, actions, or things that are for the purpose of private devotion. When we consider the sacramentals in this fashion, truly we cannot say that there is even any limit to them. We could perhaps distinguish them, though, by type so that you have a better understanding of them. This is what St. Thomas Aquinas does in explaining them in the Summa Theologicum, and in so doing, he is only taking what is the common teaching of his time and expounding it to people. With him, we may note that there is... First of all, praying, so the use of prayers. Then there is the use of water and other liquids or viscous substances applied to people or things. There is even the act of eating. There is the confession of sins, which we will consider closely even the act of almsgiving in a certain way, and, of course, the act of blessing. 
Now, with regard to praying, this refers to all public prayer of the Church. And the Church has always extolled certain prayers in particular as sacramentals, the greatest of which is the Our Father. The Our Father, when said with devotion, has the power to remit our venial sins. Such is the case also with the Hail Mary, by which we see that already the prayers of the Most Holy Rosary are themselves a sacramental, even apart from the fact that that sacred object we use, the holy beads, is certainly a sacramental as well. Then there is the use of certain liquids. There's holy water, of course, and then also the other unctions that are used in various consecrations of things. Holy water, however, is truly primordial, for it is used for the creation of other sacramentals. If we look in the Roman ritual, we find that the blessing of holy water is the very first thing that is done before any other blessings are conferred. Then there is the eating of blessed foods. Throughout the year, different types of foods are blessed by Holy Mother Church. And we should never forget that if we bring foods to church to be blessed, it is also a sacred action then to consume those foods. We should do so then with devotion. If we bring such things to the church to be blessed, we should be mindful of the fact when we take them home that we are consuming blessed foods and thus benefit by this blessing of Holy Mother Church. Then there is even the confession of our faults, not in the sacrament of penance, but outside of it. This is why we have something, for instance, at Mass called the confitior. We confess our sins at Mass. This, too, is a sacramental. It can further remission of our venial sins, and it provides for us, if we do so with devotion, an increase of grace. Then there are even sacred actions of charity, the most well-known being the, sacram the sacramental, which is the washing of feet on Monday Thursday. The use of blessed objects, giving blessings to the poor, giving blessed objects, giving blessed foods to the poor, is also considered a sacramental action, and it adds great efficacy to our prayers. And finally, there is the blessing itself of objects by the Pope, by bishops, and by priests. The blessing of candles, ashes, palms, and so on. And of course, even the blessings of people. We must consider with all these things that are not the sacraments themselves, these do not produce grace the way sacraments do. Sacraments produce grace in that word of the theologians, ex opere operato, in virtue of the very work performed. That is why we always mention the fact that when you come to Mass, the Mass is always holy, regardless of the personal state of the priest. A baptism is always valid if it's validly conferred, even if the priest himself is not at that moment in his life living in a virtuous manner. However, when we consider all these ceremonies that are attached to the sacraments, we see how important it is to receive these sacraments and even for the minister to confer them with great devotion. For the sacramentals also produce grace, but not in virtue of the thing itself. Rather, it is in virtue of the intention and the devotion of the person who makes use of the sacramental.
We can add another thing, though, to that. It is not simply the same as a private prayer. When we make use of blessed objects or blessed actions, things which the Church has clearly designated as sacramentals, we have not only our own devotion to rely on, we also have the devotion of all of Holy Mother Church behind us, which is why it is so important to use such things when we pray. They are official prayers of the Church, and so when we use them, when we use such prayers and such objects, Holy Mother Church is interceding for us before Almighty God. We may well trust that these prayers move God to give graces which he would not otherwise give. One of the greatest effects, though, which we wish to remember especially today, is that sacramentals are a sovereign means for driving away evil spirits, and it is a means which Holy Mother Church most certainly places at our disposal. Of course, there are certain rites to which we all submit. When someone is received into the church or when a baby is baptized, that is a time when any priest may confer exorcisms. Otherwise, the exorcism of a person, which is not a sacrament, is a ritual of the church and a sacramental. The the exorcism of a person who is possessed can only be done by a priest who is designated as such by the supreme authority of the church. An exorcism, though, is in many cases part of the blessing of an object, and the most famous example is the St. Benedict Medal, which I hope you all have. An exorcism is part of that blessing. The St. Benedict Medal is not as we say, in and of itself, a sort of amulet. It must be used with devotion. And if you wear one, you have one in your house, as I hope you do, it is very worthy to recite the prayers that are found on it, and thus it will be far more effective. Finally, and most important for the spiritual combat, the use of sacramentals is a sovereign means for delivering us from sin and from the penalties of sin. It increases our eternal reward. It remits venial sin, the punishment attached to the sins we have committed, so that when we leave this life, we may hasten and perhaps avoid purgatory altogether and be admitted to heavenly glory. As we are in the midst of the spiritual combat, And on this Sunday in the Gospel, we are recommended by Holy Mother Church to confide ourselves especially to the Great Mother of God, that first person who ever heard the Word of God and kept it in her immaculate heart, that Holy Mother whom we invoke every day, and that great sacramental which is the Rosary. Let us not slacken in our spiritual combat, but beg of her her intercession so that we may be delivered from all the temptations of this present life, and on the last day, They find our name written in the Book of Life. Amen.